You're listening to the Royal Woman of Healthy Lifestyle podcast, a show where we help you live your best life by educating you on all aspects of your health as it pertains to you being a woman in a non-judgmental, not too sciencey way. And I'm your host, Michelle Broad, certified women's health, adult nurse practitioner, hormone specialist, daughter, wife, mama, and nana of two. And I'm so excited that you are here listening to the podcast today. So today, ladies, we are going to be talking about the importance of colon health, okay? And we're going to be also talking about the importance of taking care of your colon and what you can do to protect yourself against colorectal cancer. Because colorectal cancer is on the rise, and it's important to know what steps you can do to take to protect yourself. Because you know that I'm always talking to you and teaching you about self-care, and I'm always telling you too that your health is your responsibility. It's your number one job is to understand about your health enough to be able to give you intelligence about it so that you can have intelligent conversations, not only with just your medical provider, but with anybody, but have an understanding of your health to the point where it's, you understand it enough that you're not going to get scared of every single thing that happens to you. Okay. So when you understand your health, you get a sense of ease in a lot of respects. Okay, not to say that you don't ever have to bring things to your medical provider because you know that's not what we stand for here on the podcast. We say that you always need to go check things out with your medical provider. Okay, but what we try to do is give you the information that you need in a way that you can digest it, that you can understand it, and get an understanding of it. So I'm not expecting you to go to medical school or be you know, a nurse or a doctor or a nurse practitioner or, or PA or any of those type of things like that you know, where you have to know it in depth, but I do, and I'm sorry to say this, I do expect you to understand your health on a very simplistic level to where if I'm having a conversation with you, you're understanding what I'm saying and I can understand what you're saying. I do expect that you are going to put your health as a priority in your life. Okay. Because it is, you know, I'm here to assist you as with any other medical provider, but you have to also be a part of the equation. Okay. You can't just sit back and expect your medical provider, whoever they are to be able to do everything for you, know everything about you, you know, and be there 100% of the time. It's just not going to happen in today's healthcare climate. Okay. We are very busy as providers and things just, you know, happen. And it's, that's why it's important that you know some things. So many of you may have known that the colon cancer screening was age 50. Well, in the last year and a half or more, the colon cancer age got reduced to 45. And that's because we're seeing an increased rise in colorectal cancer. So we're going to be talking about that a little bit today as well. But first, I wanted to start with number one, and I'm going to tell you the little sections that we're going to go over today. So section one, we're going to talk to you about understanding your colon. Number two, we're going to talk to you why we're seeing a rise in colorectal cancer. Just some generalities, okay? This isn't specifics, like this is exactly the reason that we're seeing it, but just some generalities of my thoughts. Number three, what are things that you can do daily to help protect your colon health, okay? And then four, we're going to talk about what screening tests should you have done at what age and what do these tests look for? And then five, I'm going to talk to you about what supplements you can take daily to support your colon health. And then six, what symptoms should you be aware of with regard to colon cancer? Okay. And we're going to wrap it up with a conclusion. And then I'm going to give you two takeaway things, two action steps that I want you to walk away with today that you can go and do right away. 
for your colon health. I'm trying to give you some action, simple steps that you can kind of put into your life along with the foundational pieces that we're always talking about. Constantly always building on those five foundations, okay? And building them up more and up and up and up to where we are really optimizing your health. That's the whole premise of everything that we do here at Wellwood Network, okay? Is we have figured out that busy businesswomen like yourself, you are busy. You don't have the time to search the internet. And if you do search the internet, you become overwhelmed because there's a plethora of stuff out there and you just don't have time to kind of weed through it and find out what is true and what is not true. We also understand that not all the time do you have time to go to the doctor. And sometimes we also understand that there's barriers to understanding or getting to a provider, depending on on your nationality, depending on where you live depending on your economic status. We understand all that. So that's where we come in. We bring you simple, simple, simple stuff to teach you about your health as it pertains to being a woman in a non-judgmental, not too sciencey way. And we do it through this podcast. We're going to be doing it through our, our self-care sessions that we are now working heavily on the behind the scenes for. We do it through our VIP newsletter. We hope you sign up. We do it through blogging and we do it through all of our social media. Little tips, everywhere. So there is no question, no question that anybody out there listening today can say that you can't go find some information from our company because you can find it all over simple things, easy things that you can start incorporating right away. Okay. So today let's start off with number one, understanding the colon. So first of all, your colon ladies also known as the large intestine is the last part of the digestive system. It's responsible for absorbing water and electrolytes from the remaining indigestible food matter, forming solid feces or poop, okay, or some people call it shit, whatever you want to call it, and eliminating them from the body. The colon is lined with muscles that move waste materials through the colon and out of your body. Okay, it is, again, it's responsible for absorbing water and electrolytes from the remaining indigestible food forming solid feces, and then eliminating them from your body. Okay. So the colon plays a crucial role, ladies, in maintaining your overall health. A healthy colon ensures that you can absorb the necessary nutrients and eliminate the waste effectively. But when our colon isn't healthy, it can lead to a variety of health problems, including colon cancer. And colon cancer is just one of the things, okay. It can lead to a lot of different things. It can lead to indigestion. It can lead to bloating. It can lead to gas. It can lead to constipation. It can lead to diarrhea. There is, there's a plethora of things that an unhealthy colon can lead to. Okay. And an unhealthy colon also prohibits you from getting in and absorbing the things that you need. And sometimes it prevents you from getting rid of the things, the toxic things that you need to get rid of. So they're stored in your body, not doing your body any good. So number two, let's talk about why are we seeing a rise in colorectal cancer? Okay. So one factor I brought up is our diet. Many people consume diets that are high in processed foods, red meat, and sugar. And all of these ladies can increase the risk of developing colon cancer or colon related issues. Okay. So another factor can definitely be our sedentary lifestyle. Okay. So these all go back. You understand like what I'm just saying here, you see a connection between the foundations that we talk about. First of all, your diet. Okay. Number two, a sedentary lifestyle. And here's the reason that, you know, exercise 
that I keep telling you and I keep showing you and wanting to point out to you why it's important that you do these things is because exercise can help reduce the risk of colon cancer. So it's important to stay active. Okay. When you exercise, you are moving your intestines, which helps you to become not constipated. It keeps everything healthy. Okay. Finally, we're seeing an increase in colorectal cancer in younger people, which could be due to changes in the gut microbiome or other factors that are not yet fully understand, understood. So we don't know yet, but we are, just, we are seeing an increased rise in colorectal cancer. And for me, I brought up these things because that's where I kind of see things. You know, I do, some re- I do a lot of research. I listen to a lot of things. I listen to podcasts. I listen to other people talking. And I try to pull out, you know, common themes of what I'm hearing from all these different things. So definitely it is our diet. Our diet today, ladies, for 85% of people is really not where it needs to be. Okay. And there is, and there's no judgment here. Okay. I'm not saying that my diet is 100% perfect because it's not, we all can improve, but diet is a big, big factor. Okay. All the processed foods that people are eating, um, you know, all the greasy foods, people are not getting the proper amount of fiber that they need. Um, you know, people are having, taking way more antibiotics than things that they need that really disrupt the gut microbiome so that you can't absorb nutrients or get rid of things. Okay. So a lot of it is just diet related. We are not eating enough plant-based foods, not drinking enough water, not getting enough nutrients from our food that we're eating because just in general, even if you are a great eater, the nutrients in our soil are just depleting year after year after year. So even if you did eat a good organic, you know, plant-based type of diet, you still have to do supplements because the produce that you're eating does not have as many nutrients today that it had years ago. Okay. That's just a given. So we must do supplements on top of what we're already doing because it's just, we're just not going to get it even from a healthy diet. There's just no way. That's why y'all know that I, you know, I talk and I preach and I, and I, and I share about juice plus because it bridges the gap from what we eat to what we don't eat. It's fruits and vegetables in a capsule and none of us are getting enough fruits and vegetables. Sometimes we get more fruits, sometimes we get more vegetables, but we're not getting enough of either one of them in a daily consumable way that we should. None of us. Okay. Cause you need to eat seven to 15 servings of fruits and vegetables a day. And I, I can honestly tell you truthfully that I cannot do that. Even if I did, even if I ate healthy 100% of the time, it's just not a doable thing for me. So I supplement and we're going to talk about that later too. Okay. The next thing is a sedentary lifestyle. We have become a very, very sedentary you know, um, community of people over the past three and a half years, more so than ever before. Okay. The, the isolation, the pandemic, the staying in your homes, the exercise, you know, gyms closing down, everything going, you know, inside your house, people became so much more sedentary. And now that as we're coming out of it, people got so used to just being sedentary all the time that it just is continuing. But even prior to this, you know, what, what, what does a typical day look like for most of us? Okay. You sleep, you get up in the morning, you shower, you get dressed, you sit in your car to drive to work. You get at your job, unless your job is a physical one, like you're a construction worker, or you do something outside or it's physical. And I know there's a lot of physical jobs out there, but for those of us that don't have physical jobs, what do you do? You go and you sit, you sit behind a computer, you know, all day long, you sit doing your work. Then you sit at lunchtime. Then you get in your car to drive home again, sitting. And then when you get home, what do you do? We sit again, we watch TV, we sit with our kids. We don't get up and exercise enough. 
Okay. So we have become a very, you know, overweight population due to several factors. The food that we're consuming is not great. And the fact that we're much more sedentary than we used to be, we're seeing our obesity rates go up and up and up and up. Okay. And the only people that can do anything to change that is you. Okay. And we talk about all the time that it's, you can change your diet and you can definitely change your exercise pattern. And it does not have to be anything hard or anything else like that. Okay. And then we're seeing a rise in younger people. And here's the thing. I think we're seeing it in younger people too, just because of the stress that we're seeing going on that we have never seen prior to the past three and a half years. Stress really hit a lot of younger people more so than ever, you know, with homeschooling, everything being online, a lot of adolescents and, you know, younger people just did not fare even they did not fare very well through the pandemic and everything moving online. Okay. And the stress level again, causes increase in inflammation, anxiety, depression, all of those things change the microbiome in your gut. Okay. Because there is definitely, there is a brain gut connection. Your gut like we've talked about before in this podcast is your second brain. Okay. So you have all these neurotransmitters located inside of your gut. So when you're depressed and you're anxious and you're stressed, that affects your microbiome, you know, and couple that with all the toxicity that we breathe in every day, whether it be just sitting in traffic fumes, whether we're breathing in pollution, you know, whatever it is coupled with the bad diet and the sedentary lifestyle. And you've got a trifecta effect for an increased rise in colorectal cancers. Okay. And I don't think it's just in colorectal cancers too. I think we're seeing a rise in cancer, you know, across the board and everything because of all these things right now. So this is why it's important to understand the basics of things that you can do to help yourself. Okay. And be willing to want to put in these changes and be willing to want to change your lifestyle around so that you can be a little bit healthier. I don't get why people don't want to do simple little things to change their lifestyle in order to become a healthier person when they're not really complicated, they're not very expensive and they're readily doable. Okay. So let's, let's start there. Okay. We as people, as a nation, as a community, we can change a lot of things, but you just have to put your mind to it and you have to want to do it. So I think that's the flip on the switch that we need to start making. Okay. So now let's move into what things can we do daily to help protect our colon health? Okay. First, like we talked about earlier, just a few minutes ago, we can focus on our diet. We can try to eat a diet that is higher in fiber than consume where we consume more fruits and more vegetables. This will help keep our digestive systems running smoothly and reduce, help reduce the risk of colon cancer. Secondly, again, like we said earlier, we can get enough exercise. Aim for at least 30 minutes of moderate exercise most days of the week. This can also help reduce your risk. Finally, avoid smoking and limit alcohol consumption. Those are things that also cause toxic stuff to happen in our bodies. Okay. The other thing too is limiting the amount of antibiotics that you take. Okay. Or the medication that you take, if you have to take it, you have to take it. But if there's some medications that you don't have to take, then I suggest you try finding other alternative things. I also suggest not taking antibiotics for every single cough, cold, sniffle that you get. Make sure that it's bacterial first before it's, before you go and reaching for antibiotics, because so many of us out there 
are just taking antibiotics for the flu, for a cold, for common things where antibiotics are not going to do anything for us. And what that does is it shifts your gut flora and it takes a tremendous amount of time to build back up that flora in your gut once it's been shifted. Okay. So clean up your diet, eat more, you know, eat more higher, higher fiber, get out and do some moderate exercise, reduce your risk of alcohol intake. Okay. And if you smoke, try quitting smoking, if at all possible. Okay. Try avoiding toxic chemicals in your home as much as possible too, because that throws your entire system off. Okay. Try to sleep, try to lower the stress in your life because that also will affect your gut's microbiome. Okay. Make sure that you're having bowel movements daily. Okay. Whether if you're constipated, then, you know, go to your provider and make sure number one, that you've got nothing going on in your colon. And if once it's all cleared up, find out ways that you can, or things that you can do to get that, you know, stool moving in your body and get it cleaned out because the longer stool remains in your colon, the more toxic it becomes for your own body. So you want to be cleansing your body out and doing things that are moving the poop along the chain of command through your intestine. Okay. And through your colon. All right. Number four, what screening tests should you have done at what age and what do these tests look for? Okay. So the most common that you, most of you are known is called a colonoscopy, which is not recommended to, which is now recommended to start at age 45 for most people, except if you have a first degree family member who's had colon cancer, then you want to start 10 years prior to that family member having it. So if my dad had colon cancer at age 50, I would start having colon colonoscopy starting at age 40. Okay. And then depending on when I had that colonoscopy, whatever they found, they would tell me what my schedule of follow-up colonoscopies would be. Okay. All right. During a, okay. So then that's it. So during a colonoscopy, let's talk about that. Your doctor uses a thin flexible tube with a camera to examine the inside of your colon. If any polyps or abnormal growths are found, they can be removed during the procedure. Other screening tests include stool tests, which are, you know, fecal occult blood stool test, or now we do hemoshures, which is a little bit better of a test. Um, we also, there used to be years ago, a flexible SIG. We don't see flexible sigmoidoscopies being used as much as they were in the past. The gold standard now is the colonoscopy. In between the colonoscopies, yes, you'll probably get a fecal occult stool test, depending on what age you are. Um, in between, that's what we do in between. But here's the thing. I have a lot of patients who say, I don't want the colonoscopy, just give me the stool test for blood. <clears throat> so as good as it, as, as it is detecting blood, okay, here's a fact. You should want to do all the screening tests that, that you can possibly do that your insurance will pay for, okay? Because the colonoscopy is the gold standard. It is not the fecal occult blood test. That's what's used in between. And ladies and gentlemen, you can tell your partners, you know, by the time, sometimes if you have found and waited for a stool test to show blood, chances are that there's something else going on up in that colon that would have been caught more so than the fecal occult blood test. If you did your colonoscopies when you're supposed to. So look, nobody likes doing the prep. It is sucks. It does. Okay. But it's one day of doing prep. It's one day of inconvenience when you're going to be sitting your butt on the toilet for prevention to have a clear conscience to know that your colon is in good health. And it's one of those things that you can check off that you are doing for self-care for yourself. So depending on how old you are, you know, if you're 45 years and older, 
make sure that number one, that your insurance covers the colonoscopy. You get a colonoscopy starting age 45. If you've got polyps, it can be every three to five years. If nothing is found, then it could be every 10 years. And then you do the fecal occult bloods in between those testings. Okay. And like I said, we really don't see, um, we don't see the flexible SIG being used. The other thing that I hear a lot about is the virtual is doing those is, um, is using virtual colonoscopies, and that is like the Cologuard. Cologuards are also very good. It's very expensive. A lot of insurances don't pay for that. And if they did find something on the Cologuard, they're going to recommend you to go and have a colonoscopy anyways. So, you know, why not just do the colonoscopy and get it done and over with? You know, you're consciously sedated. You're in twilight. So you can still hear them talking to you, but you're not under general. So yes, I always say I'd rather be inconvenienced for one day and find out if I have something, then let it go unchecked or have colon cancer. Okay. So you want to get these regular screenings. The other thing too, that you want to go do too, if you're a female is when you are having, and they don't do it much anymore. I don't know why we've gotten away from, away from it is, you know, when you're having your pap smear done, you know, make sure that your provider is checking and looking at your rectum too, because you know, you can get HPV in the rectal area. You want to make sure that they're getting checked. We used to do a digital exam. We've gotten away from it a lot. But you know, you should also be having a rectal exam just to make sure that there's, you're not feeling anything up the colon. There's nothing going around the colon. Check for those hemorrhoids, make sure they're not bleeding, different things like that. So yes, some of these things are a little bit inconvenient. Some of these things are not things that we want to do every single day, but ladies, you're only doing it once a year. You're not doing it every single day. Okay. And if it's a colonoscopy, it's once every three years or every five years or every 10. So again, you're not doing them every single day. All right. And especially if you have a family history of colorectal cancer, you want to start getting yourself checked out. All right. Okay. So now let's talk about what supplements can you take to daily support your colon health. So in addition to the lifestyle changes that we talked about with eating a better diet, getting more exercise, drinking more water, getting better sleep, reducing your stress, you know, and the screening test that we talked about the colonoscopy, there's also supplements that can support colon health. Okay. Number one, we've talked about this on the podcast several times. We talked about probiotics and we've talked about prebiotics. Probiotics ladies can help promote a healthy gut microbiome. Okay. Which can help reduce your risk of colon cancer. And you need to also eat or take a probiotic because the pro the, I mean, I'm sorry, the pre a prebiotic, a prebiotic is the fiber and stuff. Okay. It's an onions, it's an asparagus. It's, you know, it's what the probiotics need in order to feed off of, in order to keep going and do their job. Okay. So make sure that you are taking or eating good prebiotic things and make sure that you're taking a probiotic on a daily basis. Also vitamin D may also help reduce the risk of colorectal cancer. So consider taking a vitamin D supplement. If you are deficient, other supplements that may support colon health include omega fatty acids, magnesium, and curcumin, which is turmeric because it all helps decrease inflammation. Okay. And like I said, you also want to maybe get a fiber supplement if you're not somebody who's regularly taking in fiber or somebody who has some constipation issues. But again, always make sure if you notice any changes in bowel habits that you get that checked out first to make sure that you have nothing else going on. So, which leads me into number six, what symptoms should we be aware of with regard to changes in our colon health? Okay. It's important to become aware of these symptoms, ladies, and these all can include, but not limited to, okay. They can include changes in bowel habits, 
such as you are always regular, but now all of a sudden you're constipated or you, uh, you know, you all of a sudden start having diarrhea. You see blood in your stool. You have unexplained abdominal pain or you have unexplained weight loss, like rapidly. Um, so if any of these, if you're experiencing any of these symptoms, it is important to see your medical provider right away and make sure that you're getting checked out. Okay. You want to check out. It's better to be, I I'd say it's, it's better to be more proactive than reactive. Okay. So it is great in my book to be more proactive. Come and say, Hey, I I've noticed these things. I want to get them checked out because proactiveness can save you a lot of heartache, a lot of stress versus being reactive. That can cause you a lot of stress and a lot of heartache, which we're trying to prevent. Correct. All right. So in conclusion, ladies, colon health is important for everyone. And there are many steps you can take to protect yourself against this by making changes to your diet, by staying active, by getting screened regularly and taking supplements if needed. You can support your colon health and you can reduce your risk of developing colon cancer. So remember to pay attention to your body. Okay. This is it. Self self-care here. Remember to pay attention to your body and seek medical attention. If you experience any concerning symptoms. All right. So here's what I want you to do today. Two action steps. I want you to get some more fiber in your diet. Okay. That could be an extra salad a day. That could mean, you know, going out and buying some Metamucil, orange flavored or whatever, or getting some extra all brand cereal that has some extra fiber in it and start adding a little bit more fiber to your diet. Number two, I want you to go out and get a probiotic and I want you to start taking a probiotic daily. And I want you to start eating some prebiotic foods. There's a lot of supplements that have a prebiotic and a probiotic part. So there are two things, increase the fiber in your diet through food or through taking it on its own and go get yourself a good, a good reputable pre and probiotic combination or just a probiotic. Okay. And I will put some links in the show notes for the probiotic that I love and that you can go start taking and you can purchase it or you can go someplace else and find it too. I just want you to do those two action steps. Okay. So if you found the podcast helpful today, I would love it if you would, number one, follow us. If you don't, number two, give us a rating and review if you haven't, or if you have, leave us another one. We can always use it. Number three, share this podcast with a girlfriend because understanding and learning about colon health is important for all of us. Hit me up over on Instagram. Leave me a DM. Let me know that you've listened to the episode, that you like it, or any kind of comments, start up a talk. I'd love to hear from you with regard to that. And number three, I'm going to put a link in the show notes. Come sign up for our VIP newsletter. Okay. We're really on a mission here to help you become your number one self-care hero in your life and to help you up-level your health through understanding your body. And one of the ways that you can do that is by connecting with us and getting a lot of free resources. So our VIP newsletter, I always put out extra information. So you know what? It's a great place besides just listening to the podcast. You get extra info. It's free and we can stay in touch. And, you know, we give out surveys. We'd like to know what you're, what you're, what what you're thinking and all kinds of good stuff. And that's where you hear about all of our product launches and different things first and anything else that we have coming up. So until next week, ladies, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I always say thank you because I know that you could be listening to a lot of other things, but you choose to listen to us. But our goal this year in 2023 is to really is to double our, our listenership on this podcast. And the only way that we can do that is with your help. Okay. The only thing that matters 
to any of these platforms is ratings and reviews. So if you're on Spotify, leave us a rating and review. If you're on iTunes, leave us a rating and review. If you're on iHeartRadio, I hope that they have a rating review, but leave us a rating and review. It's so important. That is the only way that iTunes, which is the biggest one out there, says, hey, people are listening to this. They're finding it a value. So we're going we're gonna to show it more to people and we're going to put it out there and give it a little bit more reach. Without that, it's kind of like we're just stuck at the bottom of, of the shelf. Okay. And people don't get to see or hear that we're out there. So I need your help with that. Like I said, you can share it with a girlfriend by just clicking the share button. Say, hey, follow this podcast. It's great. You know, two, leave us a rating and review. That really, really helps us. And then most importantly, come back every week and listen to us. And we'd love to know what your thoughts are, topics that you want to hear or anything else like that. Okay. So as you always know, I always tell you this, may God richly bless your life and your week. And we'll talk to you next week and bye for now. 